0: Russ Stevenson serves as an at-large council member for the city of Raleigh which means he represents the entire city. He has a background in architecture and design. He attended NC State University where he met his wife. His son also attended the university. He was also in a band called UV Prom that frequently played the cat's cradle in the brewery before it closed down. I sat down with Russ in Cameron Village to discuss the future of the city of Raleigh and the upcoming election on October 10th. Here's a clip of UV prom.
1: Energy technologies uh, uh, so that's I mean yeah, we, we have a great diverse council a lot of great ideas now,
0: let me let me transition to something that I uh, saw on the city of Raleigh's website that happens to be 583 pages so I'm hoping for you to to give me an executive summary, pretend that I'm, you know, secretaries of state or something like that. Um, but you were influential in helping craft the 2030 comprehensive plan for the city of Raleigh. So um, could you please condense that plan um, for a layman such as myself?
1: Well, uh, in a single sentence, it is the uh community consensus strategic vision for the city that we want to become by 2030 so what that means is well let me just back up again i'm an architect and urban planning consultant um, uh, i think i'm the only city councilor who actually has work as a private consultant built into the comprehensive plan the stanhope village small area plan uh, i'm also the probably the lead counselor who had influenced over the design of the comprehensive plan. Uh, and uh, But it really was a, a community-wide effort. And in what it said was, uh, we don't want to grow in a low density, sprawl, suburban pattern of development. We realize that that is tough on our environment. You know, a lot of car commutes, a lot of air pollution, a lot of clear cutting of green areas to build low-density suburban, a lot of construction of roads, a lot of building city, expensive city infrastructure out to distant um, new subdivisions. And we said, you know, let's look at our Raleigh's future as a more sustainable future where we will grow in a way that's more compact, walkable, mixed use with more transit. We're gonna protect the environment by doing that. We're gonna value, we're gonna improve our air quality, water quality, we're gonna value our natural places. And uh, the citizens of Raleigh, said yes that is the vision that we want for the city of Raleigh so that is a series of policies uh, and goals that that we've set for ourselves about how we're going to get there so every decision we make as a city we go back to the comp plan and say how does that stack up against the key policies and goals about us getting to our vision of being a sustainable world-class city
0: what about building up instead of out
1: yes well absolutely that is that is definitely part of sustainability is that uh and i guess cameron village was kind of an interesting early shopping center that um um instead of being built like a uh a mall out on the fringe it has a grid of streets you know it is kind of auto dependent in its day but it is going through redevelopment here the buildings we see around Cameron Village are all vertical mixed use. So the idea is that you can spend more of your time taking care of more of your daily activities without having to get in a car and sit in congested traffic and burn fossil fuels walkable around North Hills. The
0: the um, the bike lanes and the grass uh, medians and all of that, is that consensus among um, the council or... Uh, Are there competing visions on how to handle um, those types of situations? Because you're you're mentioning um, a post-fossil fuel era, which I think the public is ready to get to, and especially Raleigh. I don't want to drive anymore. I I really don't. I want to be able to get from where I live, which is North Raleigh. It's only six miles from downtown. I want to be able to, to take a bus easily downtown I, i'll pay I'll, I'll pay whatever it is whatever it takes but i don't want to have to drive down there anymore so uh it's not just the convenience factor but look at look at the global trends you have uh england announcing that they are going to uh and or uh, put put a a hard limit on on uh, fossil fuel burning cars france and now even china um so if china is saying it why aren't we doing that? And why don't we, as Ra- uh, uh, Raleigh citizens, take the lead in that? we got so many. I think there is, and correct me if I'm wrong, you probably know this data. In, in, um, in, in the Triangle area has either the, the second or third concentration of people with uh, advanced degrees in the United States. So we have genius people here. So let's go let's get rid of the cars
1: right well and yeah and and London does the congestion pricing to try to get people onto transit too uh, I recently uh, traveled to Copenhagen and it was all public transportation it was all electrified bike share I don't know why they need electrified bike share it's all flat as a pancake out there but you know, and, you know and we got to see all the new housing prototypes you know those are all great ideas that we I mean I've been I graduated with my degree in environmental design back in 1979, and these ideas have been, you know, on the forefront for urban planners for a long time, but...
0: The feasibility of implementation has been difficult.
1: Well, but politically, I mean, just look at the, the federal... The national trend. Now, you know, it's... Yeah. Uh, our president wants to bring back fossil fuels, doesn't really care about renewable energy sources, uh, doesn't see that that is the economy of the future. I mean, we've been talking about this for a long time, but the politics at the state level are not much better. The state does not want, They, Orange and Durham County are moving forward funding a light rail line between the two of them. The legislature said okay the previous legislature said we're going to uh put in as much as 25 percent of the cost but the current legislature said nope we changed our minds we're not going to give you but a little piddling bit so now you got to go off and fi- so my point is the politics at the at the state the federal state and uh, even at the county level until recently we had county commissioners who said we're not going to have a transit referendum it's only a few years ago that th- th- there was a shift to progressive thinking about transportation future and uh, sustainable growth and so now we've just last year we passed the transit referendum that is going to generate it's just started this year generate 94 million dollars a year to quadruple uh, the bus system the bus service hours in the city of Raleigh so that is Here,
0: let me show you something really quick uh, as a as an NC State student I get I'm entitled to a subsidized GoPass, which allows me to uh, access pretty much the gamut of public transportation options in um, the city of Raleigh and the Greater Triangle as a whole. Now, the problem with this, personally, is that it's still not convenient for me to get to class from where I live right now even though it's only six miles away, um, it would take three hours. Um, but I, I think this can work, and I hope guys like you and your and people that that work hard with the city government and the state government and the federal government can make this happen. Because I know the trends among folks my age and younger, and I'm I'm an old fart for a for a college student, but I. I I think this this stuff is 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 very important to the city.
1: Oh, well, so and, um, as I mentioned, I was involved in crafting our comprehensive plan vision for sustainable growth and development back right. in 2007 through 2009, and we absolutely said we're going to a future that is compact, walkable, mixed use, transit available, and that protects the environment.
0: So you, you started working on the 2030 plan in 2007. 2007. I mean, you've been working on it in your head for a long time, but actual yes. proposals and negotiations. Yes,
1: yes. The, the actual work effort to create yeah. a new sustainable comprehensive plan started in 2007. What's
0: the feasibility of uh, like the high-speed rail, uh, coming in around that time. I'm not going to try to pin you down to a no, date. That's,
1: that's easy. That's, uh, that's the
0: funding. Then is the funding there?
1: <laughs> it, it was there during the early years of the Obama administration. Uh, but the funding is not there anymore. Again, the, the federal priorities are not around rail transit at the local, the state or the federal level. So there is some funding that continues already for this new transit future. And, um, I've been ready for the transit future for a long time, but I also know that I live in a democracy and it's a diverse one. And it's one where, as you said, even as you mentioned your own go pass, I can't do it. I can't make the connections. I can't do it in a convenient way with the bus now. And so, so the good news is, again, that we've passed the referendum. We're gonna be quadrupling our bus service. So that's gonna be transformational. But by the same token, you talked about the transportation bond. Um, uh, we just did a the first ever citywide statistically significant survey of our citizens now lots of categories of questions the, the broadest one was uh, you know what do you think of the quality of life in, in Raleigh and the answer was 91% said it's good to excellent so that's sounds like we're on the right track uh, but in terms of what do we need to fix most the number one concern was congestion so what that tells me and would tell anyone I think is that even though we are continuing to move in the direction of creating much better transit options for people to reduce congestion, there are a lot of people out there who use their cars every day and who are finding it increasingly difficult to get around because of congestion on major arterials. And so, I mean, uh, things that we've never seen before in um, Raleigh, but in other cities, this thing called like ramp metering. Have you ever heard of that? No, no, please, uh, please discuss. So. Um, 540 is our outer loop, right? And it carries major trips from far North Raleigh, outside of 540, to RTP and Durham, okay? huge number of trips in the AM peak going west and the PM peak coming back east. Uh, But it's gotten so, I mean, even though 540 is a very large expressway, interstate highway, Uh, It's very congested in the morning to the point where on all the on-ramps from Falls of Neuse Road over to Creedmoor Road, they're installing ramp meters, which is red light signals that only let a few cars get out onto the highway at a time so that's an indication
0: we had those in illinois
1: yeah so that's ramp meeting but i I
0: didn't know the technical term for it the,
1: the the meaning of it in reality is that there's no way we can keep up with all the um car trips that are being generated from our growth and you know part of that is again it's this dance that we're doing to get the transit in place and get the new housing patterns that are less car dependent in place and you know, we're sort of sort of um, working our way forward, finding funding where we can get it from the feds and the state and generating it. I mean, this transportation bond, we're asking the city of Raleigh taxpayers to, to um, help fund or finance 207.6 million dollars worth of improvement. Now, it's a, it's a range of things. It's everything from road widenings to safe routes to school and uh, traffic calming in neighborhoods. Uh, some bicycle and, and pedestrian improvements but it's a huge uh, ask that we're making of our citizens to just to try to maintain our quality of life uh, in all the, our aspects of mobility knowing that the, that the transportation bond funds are coming forward and uh, that, that they'll really again do, be transformational in terms of giving people better options.
0: The the bond uh, does I mean, there were many, many projects on that bond that I briefly reviewed, and I think we'll try to post that on the website. But um, the roads, like aside from the congestion, I mean, this is probably a balancing act that you folks have to have to uh, uh, handle. The roads are really bad in Raleigh. They're 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 bad because I think the sheer amount of traffic and volume of traffic that they're handling is. Uh, it, unexpected over the last uh 15 years of growth so um how do you balance congestion and commute time with you know the potholes and the and just like it's 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 rough it's it's not it's not pretty and i i do i'm seeing a lot of action i'm seeing uh nighttime construction or nighttime um improvement uh out um out by where i stay but like um what do you get do you get feedback from your constituents about that?
1: Yes, and as I mentioned, I, we just got this citywide survey and they said the number one thing well congestion they and there was probably some quality of the the, the road surface. So they
0: lump the two in together.
1: Or or there may have been a separate um, category that where they said, yeah, this is-
0: I'm going to send the city of Raleigh an invoice for my shocks.
1: <laughs> so uh, and of course, that's exactly why we're doing this transportation bond and and what happened is during the recession years you know we had choices of laying off employees or reducing some of the street maintenance you know and just setting the higher priority ones getting those done and just putting the other ones on hold so this bond in to some extent is playing catch up with five or six years of recessionary uh, spending which is less spending on maintenance than we would like to do otherwise is the
0: council in unanimous agreement that the, the bond should pass oh
1: yeah oh yeah. yeah okay very strong support so
0: councilman stevenson let's take a quick break and i have a couple more questions for you is that okay
1: great planning award so i have a lot of background in smart growth you know sustainable urban planning and i said okay now if we put this political process of consensus building and finding common ground in front of you know on top of the design principles for sustainable growth then we we can really do something great for the city of raleigh and so that is when i just said okay i'm gonna run for city council and it just so happened that both of the at-large councilors at that time had just been elected to the legislature so there were two kind of placeholder people in place but it was they were no record and so that was that i ran on sustainable growth and development, building consensus among diverse stakeholders, you know, growing a great city. Uh, again, transit-oriented, you know. And that was two,
0: 2005?
1: Well, yes, when I was first elected. Well, before that, I, I went on to the planning commission. So in 2003, I was appointed. To the- you
0: had a political appointment before you were an elected official.
1: right? And so the planning commission is a advisory body to the council okay. on zoning cases mostly.
0: So h- how many how many votes did you get in your first election?
1: Wow, that was a long time ago. Raleigh
0: was a smaller place too.
1: It was, you know, um, but, uh, well, I just say, you know, this, I'm running for my seventh time on city council, right. uh, and, and there's two at-large seats, so to be elected outright instead of having to go to a runoff, you have to get 25% Plus one vote of the electorate, and so I've gotten in the thirties and maybe in the thirties or forties every time
0: how do you feel about your chances this go around
1: oh. well um, I, I feel,
0: I feel. So you you have the incumbency advantage
1: the incumbency advantage um, I, and and of course, I also have a record of accomplishment right I'm very proud of, and i You know, certainly not shy about saying that, you know, I'm the council's leading advocate for comprehensive planning, for sustainable growth and development, for environmental stewardship, for neighborhood conservation, and for shared prosperity. I mean, I'm leading the council in all of those categories. And uh, what's been encouraging to me about the um, new people coming along is that they are all saying the exact same things
0: that I The I am I'm, I'm extending invitations throughout this series of interviews to your opponents, and I'm focusing on the at-large race only because uh, it's too complicated to, to get into the weeds of everybody else. I want the folks that are representing the entire city. And I, <laughs> I don't even know how many people are running for at-large right now. There's... Seven people running for at large. So is that is that normal for these types of elections?
1: No, it's not. But I think um, it has to do with a couple things. Uh, the millennial generation is uh, very interested in becoming more engaged in um, government. Uh, you know, there's, uh, but also the fact that since the other at large candidate is not going to run again there's essentially an open seat just like there were two open seats when i first ran in 2005 now there's an open seat so that is an opportunity um to um, makes it easier to get elected because you're not having to run against two incumbents
0: so i am I'm familiar with uh stacy miller nicole stewart zainab block and um i there's four more i need to No, there's three more, or four. There's you. You're the the incumbent. And then there's Shima,
1: Alameen, Khashoggi, and then there's um, one other person who is... uh, Actually,
0: uh, you're doing a student uh, government-hosted, is it it a debate? A forum. Okay. All right. You want to introduce yourself really quick, though? Absolutely. My name's Dalton Clark. I'm the director of government relations at uh, uh, NC State Student Government. Okay, well, thanks for coming by today. And, and what are you guys, you guys are hosting an event with the uh, local officials, city council race folks, and uh, oh, Russ has got it. Russ has got it uh, in his on his calendar. So what um, do you want to just uh, mention a few things about it, who's going to attend, and um, what time and the location? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as of right now, we've invited every um, member who's running at large. Uh, all the members who are running at large have been invited, and uh, all the mayoral candidates have been invited as well okay. and um russ will be there Time and place. he's gonna he's getting in a, he's got an alert an hour before so he's gonna be prepared yeah and um don't you tell your people when and where? Yeah. yeah absolutely so it's tuesday september 26th at 7:30 at uh witherspoon hall at nc state's campus room 126 where should folks park um, Dan Allen would be the best place to park after five, free parking after five. Dan Allen, parking deck, free parking after five, and are, will you be promoting this event through any other means uh, of your current uh, position? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got a Facebook event, we got a Facebook page up and uh, at it. The technician, uh, NC State's local paper is uh, supposed to be covering it as well. Will you email me all that stuff so I can get the word out as well so we can have a nice event for everybody? yes well I appreciate you stopping by I got a few more questions for Councilman Stevenson yeah I need to hang out for a little bit um, I think the main the main uh, observation I have about your race politically is that on on your opponents and your website at the messaging is essentially the same
1: yeah well that again that's a uh the quote that the NNO reporter got from me was that we're all singing for the same hymnal, and, and so in terms of uh, you calling the other at-large candidates my opponents, my attitude is to say, you know what, uh, to the extent that their values and my values and, and sense of priorities for, the, you know, growth and development of the city of Raleigh, uh, for all of its citizens are very, so closely aligned that I, I sort of see them not as, uh, they're not running against me They've, I've not had anyone say here's what's wrong with Russ's position because they're the same position. The only thing is that I've been doing it longer and have more of the ideas already underway than they do. but um
0: okay uh, so would you would you just make your closing argument for uh, why citizens of Raleigh should vote for you and also inform um, them that they ought to go out and vote no matter what and where. Where they can vote, if there's early voting going on right now, because it is, you know, folks just don't realize that there's that there's an election going on. So, um, so, so I, I appreciate your time today, and just go ahead and make your your closing argument, please.
1: Okay. Uh, again, my name's Russ Stevenson. I am the incumbent at-large city councilor. I've been uh, serving all the citizens of Raleigh since 2005. Uh, I am an NC State graduate. Met my wife there. My son is an NC State graduate. Um, um, I have degrees in environmental design and in architecture. I've been working as an urban planning consulting. Uh, uh, I bring all of that training and expertise to the work of City Council to make Raleigh a world-class city. Uh, I've been involved in crafting our comprehensive plan, our new. UDO, Unified Development Ordinance Zoning, rules that that are the rules that implement that comp plan vision. Uh, I'd say uh, that I am the leading advocate uh, in terms of sustainable growth and development, leading advocate in terms of uh, environmental stewardship, protecting our air, water, and natural places. I've been endorsed seven times by the Sierra Club. Also a very strong advocate for neighborhood uh, conservation. I think our neighborhoods are the uh, really the bedrock the heart of our city have so having strong neighborhoods is important especially when we're doing this more compact development pattern the transitions between new growth and existing neighborhoods is is a critical to maintaining that um balance between the denser walkable development and, 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 and strong neighborhoods. It was,
0: is that your, that's your number one issue. That
1: is my number one issue. And it sort of goes back to what I said about, uh, when I got involved with this Hillsborough street visioning, the the way we were doing things in in politics generally was we're going to have winners and losers. I said, no, no, let's find common ground. Let's find a way forward that works for all of us. So the thing that I've, uh, have focused on is this, is this idea of equity as an economic driver. The idea that, um, the whole city benefits when we all of, when we we have a
0: rising tide lifts all boats
1: yes but we have to invest in the human capital so that they can can be healthy do good in school do good at work you know uh, be educated so they can do good at work they can have transportation choices so we're going forward with the transit bond that will give people more opportunities to get more work options uh, affordable housing, that's why we're doing so much with affordable housing, to make sure that people can afford to live here, right? But it all comes back to, uh, and jobs. Um, and I'll go in, I could go another hour. Well, time. well, just, just, your,
0: just one more time, your top three issues, briefly. Well,
1: I mean, the biggest one that encompasses all the others is that for us to become uh, an equitable city, to be, and what that means is next tier down, Great transit options so that people can get to more job opportunities, affordable housing so that people can afford to live in the city of Raleigh, and 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 those are those are really the top three.
0: What do you think about the Confederate uh, memorial uh, statues and that that sort of a divisive issue right now? It's national, but it's also local to here. I wanted to get your opinion on that really quick. Uh,
1: you know, I. Uh, I think it's pretty interesting what Governor Cooper has said, which is, let's take these three Confederate statues uh, down from the Capitol Square and take them to the Bentonville um, battlefield memorial that's in in Johnston County, I, you know, I, I think uh, depending on the color of your skin, you, you see those memorials very differently, and, and so people who uh,
0: I see them differently too because I identify as Jewish
1: okay so well there you go so uh, t- to the end and and more so of course there's been a lot of dis- discussion about this they didn't go up um, right at the end of the Civil War uh, like the cemetery memorials uh, but they went up you know decades later as, as um, Jim Crow as is as, as, America's apartheid started taking place, and so they were sort of a dual message there. It's, it's yes, we're going to memorialize, but we're also going to show the the power of the, the prevailing white culture uh, now and then and forever. And so it's uh, it that you know, there's this needs to be a lot of interpretation around how those statues really got to be there and what exactly were they memorializing. And so I think they're. The idea is that we really need to think long and hard about all those questions and make sure that we're representing the whole story.
0: All right, Councilman, uh, I have one more question for you. Could you please call my landlord and negotiate a lower rent for me?
1: (laughs) All right, give me his his number. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Any final words?
1: Uh, well just uh, again thanks for the opportunity to uh, talk with you and um, if, if I can share some of my uh, band's music Oh yeah band. what what's your
0: what uh, what's your band's name? Um, are you still playing or are you no. can you get them back together somehow? Um, send out a send out a group text.
1: Yeah so there are uh, some of our songs with you if you'd like to. <laughs>
0: Well, maybe we, I mean, there's so, uh, WKNC has so many uh, artists that I've never heard of before, so maybe we have uh, your, your record in our vault.
1: Not, yes, well, and if you don't, I have one. Okay.
0: Councilman Stevenson, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Good luck on your race.